Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Good evening. It is Monday evening, December 7th. 2015, Pearl Harbor Day. My name is Michael Clark, and I'm not afraid to give my name. Um, okay, I'll get to that question in a minute. I was just reading a, a question here, and I will get back to it from Guest 31. Um, guys, we are we are here tonight to talk about the only true impenetrable asset protection program out there anywhere in the world. And uh, we've got a talking points tonight that is one of the critical parts of the um, of the program. It'll be a short talking points, but the, the the talking points is about the UCC or the PPS lien. Putting a UCC lien, or if you're in the states, or a PPSA lien if you're in Canada, on your property. And the reason for this is quite simple. The first to the court is the first to to benefit. Okay. What you want to do is as soon as you get your STS program set up and running, and um, as soon as you get it up and running, you have to uh, protect what you've got set up. Otherwise, if somebody else files a lawsuit against you first, then you've got no protection. The UCC and the PPSA liens puts everybody on notification that there is somebody out there that has put a lien against you and or your spouse. I know we're doing, dealing with trusts and we're dealing with with um, LLCs and we're dealing with Canadian corporations. The difference is you are the ultimate owner of everything as the beneficiary. If if the corporation or the LLC, if, the, if Trust One decides to dissolve, it will also be dissolving the corporation and or the LLC. You don't want to do that because there will be tax implications, okay? Um, but if, if it did happen, for whatever reason, if, if somebody passed away and the beneficiaries uh, wanted to design, who take over the trust and the LLC and the, P, and the Canadian corporation, if they want to dissolve it and just split up the, uh, the, the <coughs> split up the assets owned by Trust One, i.e. the Canadian corporation or the LLC, they can do that. They can dissolve it, and they will take the uh, the assets. But it, prior to that, there's a tax coming from every corner of the world today. People want to sue you from within your country, from without your country, and the ones that have the the, the liens on their the trust that has the liens on it makes it makes it basically impossible to take any of the assets. First of all, because the trust is not a citizen of any country, and that's where the governments nowadays, all the Western countries, are, are in trouble. And the governments are, are trying to find ways to tax people more and more, so they end up with bail-ins. We now have bail-ins and, and asset forfeiture and confiscation of assets, all these things by the different, different governmental uh, authorities from anywhere from city to county to state to federal. And... Uh, we want to make sure all the assets are protected. So the the, the um, trust two, which is created, um, will be created by trust one from now on. Trust two will will file the ass, file the uh, lien, the UCC or the PPSA lien against. It can file against the the trust one because that owns everything, all the different LLCs, the corporations, whatever you may have. Um, it actually is the ultimate owner of everything, and even the ultimate owner beyond that are the beneficiaries. If trust one dissolves, the beneficiaries are the ultimate owner, and the beneficiaries are the ones that are going to be sued. Okay, If you have a bad car accident there's a lawsuit, it's going to be filed against you, not against that damaged um, um, vehicle that's sitting in a junkyard now. It's going to be filed against you. So we want to make sure we protect you, and we have the right to do that, because with the trust certificates, you are the ultimate owner of the um, of the assets or of that vehicle of the trust. 
you're the beneficiary, the ultimate owner of the trust. Okay, so the law that when you file the UCC or the PPSA lien, you will and or your spouse will be the will be the um, uh, will be the debtors of the lien. Okay, and um, um, the trust will be the one trust two will be the one filing the lien. So. Um, at that point, we have to we have to uh, make sure that everything is protected, and the the lien, whether it's the UCC or the or the PPSA, uh, will is to be filed within the first week of the of the uh, starting your STS program. Once you get the documents, you are well. You should do it even before that. You'll know the uh, you'll know the uh, trust number, or you'll know the EIN number of the trust. Um, if you're in Canada, you'll have a trust number, and we'll we'll send you the documents immediately upon filing your your um, lien. Anybody that doesn't have a trust number, just contact me. Send me an email at mpgprotect at aol.com, and we will immediately send you what you need to file the trust number. We'll send you the instructions. We'll send you an example um, T3 lien form and we'll send you a blank or basically blank UCC uh, or excuse me T3 trust number so if you don't have it for your trust and there's a lot of people out there that don't have it yet because they were working under the uh, the LLC and stuff like that so if you need a trust number uh, you've now got a Canadian um, you'll now have a Canadian um, trust so you just send uh, send me and Mike I need the T3 um, forms and we'll send it or we'll email it right back to you, okay? And that's just basically how simple it is because if somebody else gets a lien in in front of you, they are in front of you. Right now, probably the only liens you may have in front of you would be a mortgage lien and possibly a lien on your vehicle, okay? So we can uh, we can um, get everything else that's out there. We'll get all your equity in the home. Uh, you put that into a trust. Again, even if you're that, that this, I'm, I can't tell you how much this bothered me that that just to transfer the even the equity of your home, which is a major investment for all Canadians, by golly, they they just tar- charge you that transfer register transfer fee, and I may be pronouncing that wrong, but it's there, and and the percentages were, I mean, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. So um, we're looking into another avenue right now. Um, it looks like it's going to work. An attorney in Canada gave uh, Lawrence some information, and he contacted me. Uh, don't anybody contact Lawrence uh, until we get this thing put together. And um, But it, it should be put together very quickly. But it looks like a way to totally protect the equity in, in Canada. And um, uh, without going through all of the ta- – as far as I know, it's without going through all the taxes. It may still have tax implications. Uh, I should have an answer uh, tomorrow or the next day, back from Lawrence, he's going to try and get with the uh, attorneys um, tomorrow afternoon, and I'll have the answer to that. But guys, we're not stopping. If I see an injustice, what I consider to be, it's not an injustice. I guess it's the law. I know that, but it just doesn't make sense. To, I mean, yes, it does. It's for the benefit of the people that receive the taxes. That's who it's for. Um, in in uh, the U.S., we can transfer everything without paying anything, and uh, <clears throat> that way we protect the equity in our property. In taxes, just transferring, or in Canada rather, just transferring equity. I'm told from Ed is the uh, is the um, equivalent of uh, selling it. You know, so um, but we're going to you know it's, it's another thing we have to evolve and we have to find a solution for. And that's what we're doing, and that's what that's what myself, my staff, um, Ed Gilmore, Bill Tully, Lawrence Friesen, and a lot of others, uh, Sylvia, Diana, uh, they're all working to get when they hear something or when they know what what it is we're working on, they'll look for it too. So there's a lot of good people out there in both the U.S. and Canada that are uh, right now. It's mainly Canada. We went through these same problems, these same same uh, growing pains with the with the uh, STS in in the U.S. now. And now we're pretty well locked up. The IRS can't touch our assets, neither can anybody else. And um, once you're put into the program. So with that being said, it's just a matter. You've got to remember primary position. You want to get your program into primary position ASAP. And that means getting the um, 
um, that means getting the, the, the PPSA lien in Canada and the uh, UCC lien in the U.S. put on your, on your trust as quickly as possible, okay? So with that being said, um, boy, with all the discussion in the beginning, I don't blame you. I knew, I knew you'd have a lot of questions, but just keep in mind, the only thing it is, it's a very simple going back to where we were, but we've made some very definitive changes. In the meantime, we've got a, we've got a Canadian trust now that is totally Canadian. We have the, access, we have the um, ability now to create um, uh, Canadian um, numbered corporations from basically every province. And um, uh, the only, the only uh, thing we suggest is numbered corporations, nothing that reflects back to you as far as a name. Now, there are a couple people that wanted a named corporation, so we put that together for them too. But there we have to, just like I'm now waiting on a couple names to, where they've approved the name. Um, see, I can, go on for an, <clears throat> I can go for an LLC name, and I will know within 10 seconds, if it's less than that, five seconds, if it's good or not. The minute I hit submit um, for an LLC name, um, I get a notice back that either it's a good name or a bad name. It's already used, okay? And if it's already used, they give me a list of all the names that, that have that. Um, and, and things, I'm sure, will evolve in Canada as well. To they get well, Canada's got some great benefits in a lot of areas that's, that, that um, are better than what we've got in the U.S., but you do have some things when it comes to asset protection and when it comes to privacy, um, they've got you pretty much locked out of the corral. I mean, it's tough. I, and that's what we've been working a lot on. That's why we've had to make some changes here and there. Because when we think, I think we've got it all figured out. Somebody will come, oh, Mike, if you look at this law, it says blah, blah, blah. So um, uh, anyway, um, I'm gonna, we're going to go from there. Um, okay, so we really don't uh, need a corporation if we go back to LLC. That is correct. Uh, Mike, why do you not tell us those who have the program, the five critical elements of the contract trust. I'll tell you what, as soon as Coca-Cola gives up their secret, I will tell you that. I spent the first 12 years learning about all this, and I, when I, st I, did, I did send our documents and stuff to people, and I even, two, uh, two of my, I listed the five uh, things, the five element, uh, components. And um, in each case, somebody tried copying what we had and I had to send some people over to, to, to guarantee them they better not do it again. And, um, or we will go to court or we will go wherever, in the back alley, whatever it might take. Um, I spent a lot of time. I've got over 20 years uh, perfecting this program, and it's never perfected because things like uh, this Canadian situation always are coming up in one area or another, U.S., Canada, wherever. Even Panama has got a couple issues. And... Um, so that we can better. No, you don't. You, you've got the documents. You don't, and we don't even give them out to anybody. If if I hear of anybody copying those or or, um, or sharing them or leaving them overnight, so some attorney or somebody else copies them, those are proprietary documents that you've got. You're an appointed trustee um, of those documents. It means you've got to take care of them for us on our behalf, because I will come after somebody with everything I've got. Uh, if I ever hear of that, only because people have tried to copy us. Not anymore, they don't. Uh, but if we hear somebody doing it again, I will use the same force. Donald Trump and I, we, we believe along the same sources. And as a former iron worker, I'm not afraid of a fight. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so that's why we don't give them out, because people have abused it. That's why we don't give attorneys' names out, because people have abused it. And I don't want anybody, please... Uh, abusing Ed Gilmore. Um, he's had, he, he's been kind enough to talk with these people, but I told him this morning, I told him about an hour and a half ago, no more. You just send them a notice back and you got my permission to use my name as per Mike Clark. You send in your application, my friends, and you would do it too. You don't go to work and spend an hour and a half and, and oh, you don't have to pay me for those, that hour and a half. You know, we're all, we're all sensitive to, to our time and, and our efforts. So if you want Ed's help, I think he's the best. Um, send in the application and five hundred and sixty-five dollars, and he will do what he's got to do. If you need his help beyond that, he'll set up a contract with you, just as all accountants, all attorneys, everybody does. Okay. 
And when you go into an attorney, you don't get by for $565 to listen to you and see what the, uh, you'll pay a retainer of about 15 grand, 25 grand, 50 grand, depending on the severity of the case. Okay, guess 31. In the U.S., the liens have to be renewed every five years, correct? Yes. I'm not positive, but I thought I had heard it was the same with the PPSA. Um, somebody, if somebody knows, Hildy, if you know the answer to that, is it five years on a PPSA lien? Let me know, or somebody. Um, but it's good questions, um, guest 31. I appreciate it. Um, but I hope you understand that I just got too much invested in this to just give up 20 years of research and somebody starts copying it and down the road they go. Um, I thought the lien forms were in the binder. Um, the lien forms are on the uh, CD that you receive with the binder, okay? There's a CD in that binder, and uh, if you go in there, you'll see UCC1, UCC2. If you need PPSA, that or UCC2, UCC1, um, and it will have an example, and it will have a blank. UCC3, it will have an example, and it'll have a blank. So um, in Canada, though, um, you just go to easyppsa.com, and I guess uh, everybody, I, I've had at least 20 or 30 um, people that sent back and said, boy, that thing was so easy to do. It cost, I don't remember, it cost $30 or something and and uh, was real, no problems at all with it. Um, so they are in the, uh, they are in with your binder and the CD that's in the Trust One binder. I've sent three requests for trust number already. So, oh, you have. Wow, we got other people that just got them right back. Um, and they sent them to me so we can keep them in their file. Um so I don't know what's going on. Um, if you're the uh, if you're the only one on your trust, you have to have all the. Did you send them a copy of your living trust document? Um, they need a copy of your Canadian living trust document as well. Uh, it says that right on the app uh, that you fill out. They need a copy of that. So check, make sure you sent them that. Um, guess 31 again. They are in the CD that comes with the binder, or at least they used to be. Um, if guest 31, email me. Say that I was guest 31, and if you have a, uh, if you have, um, if you didn't receive them, I've got them on, on on my computer here. I'll just send them right to you. Um, the easy PPSA. Um, they're in the CD that comes with the binder, or at least they used to be. Okay. Guest 19. I need my binder. Okay. When did you start your program? Uh, guest 19. Just give me a hint here. Uh, type it in there. And uh, if, if, we're wait, if we were waiting to, to get final clarification on the corporation or the LLC, we will start all of the LLCs tomorrow as long as we have a name, three names that you picked for your LLC. If you do, we'll start immediately. And if you want a corporation later, you can go ahead and let us know, and, and we can order get, get you a corporation as well. Um, yes, UCC is about timing. You are absolutely correct. Um, the sooner you get that on there, the, the, that's what gives you impenetrable um, asset protection. So guest 19, um, send me the date you sent in your application or whatever it is because they, they sent a bunch of them out just the other day. Um, Hildy, since Trust One is domiciled in Canada now, is the LLC still domiciled in Indiana? Yes, it is um, for W-9. Now, the only W-9 you would have to put if you're going to open a bank account for the LLC, um, which if that's all you've got and you don't have a Canadian corporation, you will want to open a bank account and then you'll just fill out the uh, FATCA form and you'll fill out the W-9, okay? Um, can I put my company work pension as part of my lien or PPSA? No, we do that a little bit different. Um, your your money is protected where it's at right now in any RRSP. If I, I may be saying this wrong, CCP, uh, 401k, uh, Social Security, pension, any of those, um, it's protected where it's at. What the liens do is they protect what the what the assignment of income does is it protects that check when they they're protected where they're at. But once they start paying out, that comes in your name. And if you haven't, if you haven't filed an assignment of income, then um, that check is, is subject to, uh, to garnishment, to, to just about anything. See, that's what, that's what our program does also. It eliminates garnishment. But you have to do the assignment of income. You've got to read 
the spiral binder, and there's some updating I have to do. That was pointed out to me in Green Bay last Saturday at our seminar. We're going to be, I'll be doing some up, updating on that pretty quick. But um, um, you've got to protect wages and sources of income through the use of the um, assignment of income form, which is on page 28 of your CD uh, entity. You click on Trust One, and you scroll down until you see Schedule B7, which it's in the trust also, but also it's here, and, and that's either page 25 or 26, something like that. And then you um, scroll down a little, uh, that's just a B7, and the next page will be the um, an example of the lien. It tells you step-by-step step what to put in each box. And then lastly, it is a blank lien. You just fill it in according to your situation. Now, if you've got several sources of income, um, Social Security, uh, pensions, um, investments, blah, blah, blah. You have to fill out an assignment for each one or you could lose that one. They're all, again, they're all protected where they're at through the insurance company, through the government, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the minute that check, the instant that check comes out, it comes out in your name. That's what we have to protect that, okay? Um, since I trust one is Domison, LLC Domison, yep. Can I put my company? Hey, if any of you go into TD or something to open a open an LLC account, give me a copy of TD or CIBC or Bank of Montreal. Give me a copy of their their um, uh, form, their FATCA form. Okay, I'd like to have those so I can look at them and make sure what you've got to do there. Uh, it's no big deal. Just ask the banker. How do I fill this out? Remember, the trust is irrevocable. Um, so, and, and your LLC is just an entity. So. Um, can I put my company work pension part as part of my lien or PPSA? Um, yeah, I would if you've got an idea of what it's worth. But, but no, I mean, no, I wouldn't. You don't need to do that there. I'm, I was thinking something else. You, uh, you, ha you just protect that with a, an assignment of income. You assign that particular income, your pension, your, your uh, anything you've got, any source of income you've got. You protect that with a, with a separate. Um, assignment of income form okay very simple to fill out we've got about all done for you already yeah but it's our program guest 31 UCC yeah but um what am I missing here yeah but it's our program yeah it is your program oh are you talking about what I said about our documents you're just an appointed you make all the decisions but when it comes to uh, protecting my documents I will do that okay now Exactly. We are appointed trustees, so we need the full knowledge. Exactly. And you've got the full knowledge. Those five components have no bearing on your program whatsoever. They're all in the program in a certain way, and they're put there the way we want it. Are you an attorney, maybe, um, wanting to copy my documents? Um, I'm just teasing you. Don't worry about it. If you are, it doesn't matter. I don't care. We can, we can beat you. How do we know that we've got a trademarked and we've got a registered copyright on the program how do we know that we have the five critical elements of the contract trust if we don't even know what they are you've got them ask how do you know what's in coca-cola they don't even put the ingredients on the side of the bottle if you don't if you're not happy with that or you don't uh, feel comfortable that's fine um, just not, just don't do a program that's all you, your your program is very protected the way we've proven that every single time so uh, let's see, Hildy, two to five years for PPSA. Oh, you can pick what you want, huh? Uh, yes, 31, exactly. For me, it's just being more knowledgeable about the administration. You don't have well, about the administration and about the workings of the program. I have no problem with that. We will answer every everyone you've got, every question you've got on that. But you don't need to know um, what took me... <clears throat> It took me 12 years working basically every day of the week, taking off just once in a while to watch Michael Jordan or something. And uh, all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, there's people trying to copy what we've got. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Um, intent, purpose, party, specific trusts, RES, and method of formation. Those are the five critical elements. Well, trust ORE, you're 100% wrong. Um, those have nothing to do with the court cases and everything else that I found that give the legal basis for the uh, five components. <clears throat> you're, you're talking about just a regular statutory trust. So, Hildy, CRA told me they need 20 business days to file trust for trust number. Well, we've got a couple people, Hildy, that that, uh, that could be, you know, a maximum of 20 days, just like 
just like in the U.S., you never get anybody that does. They could do it in, in a day and a half, two days probably. But just like an attorney, then when you start a corporation, <clears throat> we'll have it ready for you in three weeks. They could have it ready. They give the information to their office girl. They could have it ready in a half in a half dozen days or something, whenever they get the name back and this and that. Um, but but that's, you know, and we have had the excuse me, that came back in just a few days. Do U.S. citizens need to have a trust number? No. We have an EIN, same basic thing. Okay? Uh, no, U.S. technically doesn't technically have to have an EIN. Huh? No, U.S. technically doesn't technically have to have an EIN. Absolutely it does. Um, and here's the reason. Um, it doesn't have a trust number, no, but it's got an EIN. Because if that trust ever... <clears throat> ever requires an income, that's when you actually have to get it. We just get it ahead of time. Um, you're right. Right off the bat, it doesn't need it. You don't even need it to open a bank account unless the bank insists on it. And the bank has the right to. They're private, or, private businesses. If they say, hey, here's what we need to open an account for you, if you don't want to give it to them, they don't have to open an account for you. Okay? Um, but if there's ever any EIN is only, and you're, you're technically right there, um, guest 31. However, our, our trusts are set up in most cases to protect assets, to, um, um, but a lot of our clients are currency holders. And if that trust ever has any currency at all um, and there's possible tax obligations, you have to have that EIN in place. Okay? But you're, you're, you're right to an extent, 31 there. Um, let's see. Get Gilbert's Law Summaries. Get Gilbert's uh, Law Summaries, trust.org. Uh, you know what? It's not even a trust, my friend. It's a private contract. I don't know if you're trying to show me up here or what you're trying to do, or if you're just a regular person, and that's good. That's fine. But it's not a trust. That's where everybody makes their mistakes, even lawyers. And that one lawyer on his trip back to a two-hour drive from Ontario from my one um, seminar in Toronto, and at about 45 minutes into the trust, he jumped up and he yelled, it's a contract, not a trust. How brilliant. Super wealthy don't deal with trusts that have to worry about Gilbert's Law or anything else. And that's what our program's all about. It took me a lot of years to find to follow the trail uh, with that. So it's not even a trust, so it has no bearing on it anyway. Um, there's a lot more to a pure contract trust. It's in Schumann-Hein versus Folsom, I believe it was. It said the, the, the contract trust, it's a, it's a contract in trust form, okay? But it's not a trust. Are you talking to me? <laughs> oh, okay. I got De Niro on here tonight, huh? De Nariot. That's um, uh, statutory. Okay, I don't know where some of these are coming from, but anyway, our e-binder. Okay, now, you are telling me, as per this call, that I need an LLC, so you need three names for it. Okay, I will get it to you, Barb. Barb, you, is, if this is Barb from where I'm going to meet her Thursday, um, you already have yours. yours are, you're already set up, okay? Don't worry about it. Um, guess 31, my concern is the nature of this trust being an alter, e auto, alter ego of ourselves, um, it's a private contract. It is not a trust. The laws are diametrically opposed, okay? Um, and you're protected with the powerful laws, guess 31, okay? It's not an alter ego by any means. In an alter ego situation, it would be a statutory trust in which you are the creator or the settler or the grantor. You create the document. You appoint your, you transfer your assets. You appoint yourself trustee and um, you appoint yourself as the um, um, beneficiary that's when you get into the alter 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 ego uh, situation I did estate planning for a lot of years and um, um, so anyway that this is not this is a contract uh, I guess 31 you've got you're showing that you have uh, a, a, a true wanting to know about this, a true um, <laughs> um, that you really want to learn about this. So we've sent we if you have your program, and I don't know if you do or not, we have a lot of good information that explains basically everything to you. And um, uh, so once you get your program, 
uh, you'll you'll have a lot of these questions answered for you. There's no alter ego. That's a that's a statutory environment uh, item. Okay. Uh, I have to go through the docs again. Oh, so you do have your program. Okay. It is a uh, and uh, it is a, a statutory entity. And I'll tell you what. I'm gonna next week. I will. <clears throat> The talking points will be just as I did with the uh, uh, certificates week before last. I will go through the laws of the pure contract trust, okay? And uh, I'll read through them the same way I did with the uh, with the trust certificates. Trust certificates are probably the most powerful part of this whole program. You don't even have those in a statutory trust, okay? Um, guess 17. I have one for you when you come. Um, I have one for you when you come. Um, this whole program got 17. I'm not. What do you mean by that, Laurie? I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, I have one for you when you come. Uh, I sent you FATCA forms from TD and CIBC. Thank you. I can count on Healthy Voice. She gets me stuff before the phone calls over. My goodness, she is good. Okay. Well, I'm not even going to get to my email questions. It looks like. Hey, Healthy. Have you set up an LLC bank account at TD in Canada? Where? Um, if unfortunately you and other persons in your group are hit by a bus and go home to be with the Lord, we would need someone, an attorney. No, you wouldn't. I, had, I know not one statutory attorney that could even give you the one one answer of anything we do. I know 2,000 of them around the, the U.S., guess seven, and, uh, and in Canada. Uh, I spent an hour and a half with a couple of different attorneys in Canada, and they don't have a clue. And I, I finally explained it to them, and they said, wow, this thing could work. Well, of course it can. It does. Guess 22. Yes, Calgary. Okay. Um, guess 17. Lori. Oh, TD Papers. Good. I appreciate that. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> that's That's clever use of the word. Uh, exactly what lien has to be filled by U.S. citizens, filed by U.S. citizens, and are the exact instructions about how to do this um, if, if uh, as is Trust 2 files the UCC lien. Um, if you go to the, um, the green spiral, the, the spiral binder with the green page on the front, which says don't ask any questions until you read this, um, that's, that's activating and funding the specialized trust strategy. You read through that, and um, it tells you how to do everything initially. If you have any questions, keep in mind, I just told you, there's, gonna, there's a couple areas I have to update. But um, if, you have, um, if you have any questions after that, send them to me at my email, mpgprotect at aol.com. Okay? okay, I've come to the end of the uh, questions there, so I'm going to start with some questions here. Somebody sent me a list of 15 questions, and... and uh, I may not get to them this week, but I will next week, okay? Um, let's see if I don't this week. I may be able to get them here. One, uh, we know the Ed Gilmore situation. One question. The moment the pre-RV program is paid for and app is app sent in, is the contractor's currency the property of the trust, trust one? No. The pre-RV has zero protection. The only thing that does is we're going to have several files and apps come in as soon as we know this, as soon as the RV happens. Now, if, if you're waiting to get papers from us so that you can open your bank account and your program started, uh, if you're at the end of the list, it may take six, seven, eight weeks to get your program where you can do it. The pre-RV program gives you the documents you need to go down and open your your Trust One bank account, which is where you're going to want to put your um, um, which is where you're going to want to put your dinar earnings um, so that you can do it within a couple of days of, um, uh, of um, getting your dinar, okay, and, and filling out the FinCEN report and moving your funds into the, your dinar into the bank so they can be exchanged for U.S. or Canadian dollars, okay? Um, uh, let's see. So, no, it, it doesn't, the um, uh, currency, your currency isn't protected at all. Nothing's protected with the pre-RV, and it says it right on the application. Even if the RV happens a month later when the profit is deposited, thank you, um, the minute you pay for your program, your, your property is all protected, the instant you pay for it. So you can go down and put your money in that account 
and uh, open your, or rather, open your bank account, and then put your dinar into that when the RV does happen. So you're 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 sitting good and waiting for it, and um, and then you will immediately, when the dinar goes in there, until your program really becomes activated, you've got to pay for that dinar. So the first thing, the first check you write after the RV is to us to pay for your program, the forty three fifty plus um, shipping and this and that, and we'll get it going for you right away. Okay, um, if the currency appreciates on December 15th and one is holding it until an exchange appointment on December 20th, how is the pre-RV applicant shielded from ownership risks during the five-day period before? Um, well, you've got the thing to open your, you've got the, the, the living trust document to open your bank account. Okay, so you just go down there and you put everything into the Living Trust bank account. You can show that the Living Trust owns, or that the trust owns the the currency, and uh, you show them um, your signature on there, saying that you are the trustee. Okay, and you've got the rights to do everything. And um, but you've got to you've got to pay us to get that thing all legal right away. First check, first thing you do. Might even want to go borrow the money from somebody and send it off to us. So the sooner that we get our money, the sooner you can really start taking money out of your account. Okay. Um, and and you know I don't know if there's any scoundrels out there or somebody that's going to try and and work us over. Um, because if we don't, if if we know the RV happens and we and we've got a list of everybody that on the pre-RV program, if we don't have a check from every one of them within a reasonable amount of time, uh, ten days or so week to 10 days, then, then we will let, let the bank know that, uh, or let whoever know that, that this program, that bank account, that trust isn't real. Okay. So we just got it. We've been screwed over quite a bit since starting this program and we're doing nothing but trying to help people. Okay. Okay. The certificates are not ownership, correct, but comprise for a reciprocal value for contributing your personal assets, how are the certificates structured to avoid transfer of value for tax purposes? Okay, there's a court case, and I, I I don't remember exactly what it is now, but it states very clearly that the certificates, and I read this two days ago. You, If you want to really learn about the certificates, a very, very powerful part of this program, go listen to the recording uh, a couple weeks ago. Just the first half hour, 45 minutes, it was the talking points, but I go over every court case uh, pertaining to certificates. And that one of the most important is the reason nobody can touch the certificates, not even a judge, is because there was a court case that, to where somebody versus commissioner where it states very clearly that the, um, the certificates, because of the way they're formed with no ownership and no control over the trustees, they have zero, they have no uh, ascertainable value. They have no ascertainable value. Are they worth 5000 Maybe, maybe not. Are they worth $5 million? Maybe, maybe not. So, so uh, it's not that the tax is, is, um, is um, trying to uh, um, avoid or evade taxation. It's simply deferred, okay? If this, they've got no ascertainable value, that's what makes them one thing that makes them so powerful. Okay, is the CEO currently credentialed, credentialed as a CPA? I don't know who you mean by the CEO, and I think I, <clears throat> I think I uh, uh, emailed that, that back to you. Attorney, certified financial planner, enrolled agent, etc. <clears throat> if you're referring to me, I'm not a CEO. I'm only an executive trustee of Trust One. Um, CEOs really a statutory term. You can use it with your corporations and stuff, but um, anyway, uh, no, I'm none of those, okay? Um, what value would Trust 2 provide to the LLC to have any part to the contractual arrangement uh, where a lien could be applied against all assets? Um, well, mainly because all of, the, all of the equity of the assets is transferred to Trust 2 in return for certificates, whereas the the corporation or the LLC keeps the um, keeps the um, um, tangible physical assets, but all the equity is owned by Trust Two, okay? Which gives it a a, a basis for a lien. Now, you have to have a basis for a lien, and the uh, uh, matter of fact, every attorney that's ever looked at my program in the last twenty years has said, "Man, how 
How clever is that? Using the splitting the equity from the legal title, equitable title and legal title, and then using it. Wow. They, I, they're kind of amazed until I stopped telling them what I did because I don't want them to, again, profit on my, on my uh, learning process. Um, how would the process be substantiated in court if it ever got to that point? It would never get to that point. They've tried to get us in court a number of times, but there's case law out there that says a trust uh, contract trust is not subject to subpoena or review. When they've sent me subpoenas for the information from the trust, I don't have anything to do with the guy that's being sued. This is a separate entity. He gave up all of his assets to the uh, um, to the trust contractually and irrevocably. I'm just a I'm just a uh, um, trustee for the trust, and he's got no right to our records. We're not in this in any way, shape, or form. And I've sent them court case law that said that same thing. They're not subject to subpoena or review, and it's been dropped every time. Okay. Um, so that's the value of trust too. It does the leaning. It, it, if somebody's um, got it, but we never, we've never even had to go. See, that's why people with that mindset, you've got to get out of that mindset. The case law is out there, and um, uh, it's not a mindset. Well, you got to go to court to prove something. No, you don't. Case law is already out there. We just have to make people aware of it because most attorneys, especially the statutory attorneys, have no clue. Okay. What value would trust two provide? Oh, I already did that one. Um, wouldn't this, this structure bring a red flag to the estate with the IRS, given that the IRS has already identified it as a potential illegal tax shelter? And if the if the belief is that it does not, why not? Um, you're you're you were right to one extent on that. It used to be called an abusive trust. Um, matter of, in, in about two thousand and um, maybe eight, uh, somewhere in there. I, when I heard the abuse of trust, I thought that's ridiculous. So I wrote the IRS a long letter and, and mailed it to Philadelphia. And um, in the letter, basically, I said, you're calling this an abuse of trust for what reason? There is no reason whatsoever. There's, there's corporations, there's partnerships, there's LLCs, and there's statutory trusts that are all being sued for tax reasons. And yet you're not calling them abusive corporations, abusive LLCs, abusive partnerships. Um, it's not the entity, and I'm just summarizing what I sent them. It was actually about a two-page letter uh, stating case law. And I said, they are. it's not the entity that's abusive. It's the people that use the entity. They use it for abusive purposes and blah, blah, blah. And I said, they're, they're, and I sent quite a bit of case law validating that the pure trust, but see, they, they don't come across people like me that often that have done uh, probably at that time, probably about um, 14 years of research or so, and um, uh, 13, 14 years. So anyway, um, it ha it's, it's not that they changed about a year later. One of our enrolled agents that works with our program uh, with his clients, he uh, we, he said that um, uh, he called me one day and he said, Mike, guess what? They don't call it an abusive trust anymore. He had one of the IRS documents that had just come out and he said, trusts used for abusive purposes. Well, ours is not used for abusive purposes. Every Every item out there besides our program, the STS program, that uses the connotation pure contract trust, pure trust, contract trust, constitutional, all those things, they only have three of the five components because the private three private attorneys I know they kind of it's kind of a fun thing for them. They go through whatever they find out there, and they just want to see how many of the components it has. And these guys deal only with super wealthy people and um, the pure contract trust. That's all they deal with. So, um, so anyway, um, it's not a, it's not a flag to the IRS. The trust isn't. If the trust, if see if if you file your taxes, either personal. Or, or for an entity, the trust, the corporation, whatever it might be, LLC. Um, if you've done it properly, uh, just like anything else, you're not. It's not abusive. You're going to pay if you if your trust has, ends up with a financial with a tax obligation. Rather, it's going to have to pay taxes. Okay, it's that simple. And uh, if you if your tax professional messes up, then he's going to have to explain himself and, and either amend the tax return or. Or pay additional taxes, or get a get a better return. Okay. Um, so anyway, that that's why it's not. Uh, you've got tax obligations with the trust, but they're not going to. Uh, there's no red flag there, um, and and that's why we tell people you'll get some 
you'll, you'll possibly, and, and the taxes, we don't do them. That's between you and your tax professional. He's going to tell you what you can deduct, or she, he or she's going to tell you what you can or cannot deduct according to their beliefs. They are, there's some that are liberal, some that are um, more conservatives, okay? So there's not going to be a red flag. It's not going to be any different. But the nice thing is, um, like Bill Tully, he's been doing these for a lot of years now, about 14 years, and he, uh, he's never been called to the carpet on any of them. He follows the rules, black and white, doesn't go into gray areas. This is not a tax avoidance or avoidance. Wesley Snipes, they said he went to jail because he had a pure trust. That's 100% wrong. Wesley Snipes went to jail because he did not have a, a complete pure trust. He had a partial, and they called it a pure trust, and but it didn't have all five components, and he went to jail for tax evasion. Okay. Um, what assurances besides trust would, I'm not sure what this means, would truly and the estate have that the trustees will act in the best, well, oh, I see, best efforts, blah, 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 um, consistent with the wishes of so-and-so and and the beneficiaries. Well, guys, the the assurance you've got is that uh, you are going to be appointed more than likely the the trustees. It's you that's handling everything. Um, You're the only ones. You, if it's just you, if you're a single contractor or if it's a husband and wife, it's your your co-trustees, you know, your co-certificate holders, your co-everything. So I have multiple accounts managed by my financial advisor, RRSP, LIRA, stocks, mutual funds, etc. He tells he sells and buys different mutual funds in those in those accounts. I receive dividends and these accounts which are um, redistributed and also receive a monthly amount from these accounts as I am retired. How is this all moved into the trust? Can my financial advisor still manage the investments the same as he did before? Won't be any change at all. He'll continue doing what he's doing. They can be moved into the, all those accounts can be moved into the, uh, into the trust. However, if they're recorded and they're in your name, you would ha- probably have to sell them um, and um, reopen them in the name of the trust, and you don't want to do that because it's it's um, uh, there could be tax issues at that time, time when you sell them capital gains, capital losses, whatever. So you we simply transfer the equity, and um, you assign the income or, or transfer the equity, whichever you want to do from those accounts. Uh, let me see B1, B2, B3, B4. Um, yeah, the schedule B4 would be where you list those different accounts. And it's, it's uh, Schedule B4, um, Investment Equity Transfer. You just list the accounts along with the account numbers, uh, Merrill Lynch account number, such and such, and um, um, then you have it notarized, and it's it's a done deal, though the equity in that account is now owned by um, the trust or the LLC, whichever. And, no, that's the trust. Okay? So, no, and they, and he will just keep doing it as he's always done it. We just transferred the equity. We protected all of the equity of those accounts. Does my financial advisor need to know what all this is moving? That all of this is moving into a trust? I'd be happy to talk with him sometime if he wants. Um, once he sees this program and, and begins to understand it, he will never again. Um, he'll have all. Of, if he's smart, he'll put all of his clients into a program. Is there anything he has to do? No. Um, well, these you'll you'll fill out the papers right in your home. He, may, he doesn't even have to know that the equity has been protected if you don't want him to. Will these redistributions, buying and selling of funds, receiving my monthly accounts, still just go on the same way as nothing has changed? Absolutely. You're only moving the equity, and that's a, that's a paper move. You're moving it on paper. My month, and you'll get it uh, notarized. <clears throat> my monthly amount presently goes into my checking account. Can this be set up to go into my trust account and withdrawn as required? Yeah, it can. Um, but let me tell you, you don't you don't tell them it's a trust account. What you do is when wherever whoever sending you the whoever is forwarding the check to your personal checking account now, just send them a note and say I would like you I would like the funds to now be re, re, be sent to and applied to and give them the new account number and routing number. Okay. You don't have to tell them it's a trust account because they probably won't do it. Now, they may do it, yeah, if, it, if it's a, yeah, because that, you're, I'm thinking um, RRSP or something like that. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a private account that you buy stocks, bonds, and stuff. Yeah, just, but I, you don't have to tell them if they ask you. Say, yeah, it's a trust account. If they ask you, 
Um, other than that, you don't have to. Just tell them, here's the, here's the account number I want you to start depositing the funds into. Did you know that your personal bank account can easily have liens placed against them? Probably. But did you know that this can happen just for being under suspicion? Absolutely. It's called, um, um, uh, I forget what it's called. But um, uh, what is that? Suspicious account activity, SAR. Suspicious account, SAA. Uh, suspicious account activity. Yep, if you could describe suspicion for me, be on the well, I'll tell you what, it's not even suspicion. When this first came out, the, the tellers or whoever it is that files that report, that that form, they get a piece of the action if, in fact, they find somebody that has, has had some problem, uh, there's a problem with it. They get a piece of the action. So when it first started, the tellers made a They filed, every person that came to their window, they kept their name, and they filed a report on them, Okay. Every person. So um, um, let me see here. My computer went on recess. Okay, got it back. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me go back, and I'm going to answer some questions from the. Um, let's see, TD papers. Okay, exactly what lien has to be filed. U.S. citizens are the exact instructions about how to do it. Yeah, um, in the U.S. in that um, activating and funding the STS program, it tells everything you need. And uh, um, you got to read the book though and learn. Do Canadians need a TN for the LLC? No, we will have your EA, We will create an EIN for you and uh, give you that. Okay, and bank account as we do for Trust One. Guys, here's the key: you want to keep as little as you can in your personal bank account, just enough for your monthly bills, your monthly obligations, okay? Everything else, if you've got excess, you put it into either the trust account or the LLC account or the corporation account. Why? Because we, I've talked a number of times now about bail-ins, um, property forfeiture. Guy, the main thing they want out of you guys is the, is the, it's cash, it's money, okay? So you've got to protect that. They can only take it from you if it's in an account that you own as a citizen. The minute you put it in the trust account, the trust is not a citizen. The LLC is not a citizen. The corporation is not a citizen. They can't take it there. Um, we've already had a couple clients that have had bail-in money taken from their accounts. They were in their personal accounts. The only, the only accounts they can take it from, if you've got a business, they can take it from your business account because you're probably the uh, shareholder, the owner. So it's you as a citizen that owns that money. So they'll take it. Keep everything you can. If you've got a business protected, if you're a professional and you don't have an, uh, you're, you're not filled with arrogance, you don't have a tremendous ego, um, but you want to be helped once in a while. Um, until I dealt, I've dealt with a lot of professionals. Huh? They think they know everything. There's some good ones out there that, that like to learn. Um, but you get it out of your name. You get it. You get your cash into your into your trust account. Uh, let's see. Jeanette, but with pre-RV agreement to open trust account, you are cashing currencies in trust account, so not in your name, to alert CRA that you have new funds. That is correct. That's why we put that together, just to help the people that didn't have the money now. Um, so, so we're going to be, you know, don't, I don't want anybody trying, I've got screwed over so many times in this program in the last 20 years, but I've learned every time from it, okay? And, uh, but you know what? I shouldn't say so many times. There's been a few times. That's all. And but I want to protect myself, and I want to protect the others, and I want to protect our business that I've put in a lot of hours. So we, um, um, if somebody does, that's fine. I'll just go after them, you know. And, and I, I promise you, you, which you won't, you won't see a dime of your, of your. Um, they won't see a dime of their dinar um, funds for quite some time. I'll keep them tied up that long. I probably won't. <laughs> I'm a softy, really, but don't do it, please. Uh, guest 21, if we as Canadians set up trust fund banking account in the U.S. using the EIN you provided, what are the tax reporting obligations for that account? Well, you're going to have tax reporting obligations, but that's why um, the the LLC is just a holding entity. You shouldn't have any, any cash. If you've got something that you want to run a business or you're going to have some earnings, set up a Canadian corporation for that. Much, much, much easier. It's worth a few hundred dollars to do it. 
Okay, does trust two place the PPSA and, and UCC on trust one? Does trust two? No, as well as the LLC. The ultimate beneficiary, now listen carefully carefully on this, everybody, because I want to make sure that you, you understand this. Okay, hold on just a second. Let me get back to it. Okay, if we as Canadians, let's see, does trust two place the PPSA and UCC on trust one as well as the LLC? No. It places them on you initially. If somebody is going to sue, they don't they have no connection between you and Trust One. There is no way we don't record anything. There is no way they know you have anything to do with that trust. With that trust, and the trust owns the corporation, so that locks you out there, and the LLC is is owned by the by Trust One, so that locks you out there. They have no way of of, of placing you anywhere with that that um, corporation or that LLC. So, we're, and, and you're the ultimate beneficiary of everything. So we can legally put the lien on you and your spouse, okay, if there is one. If there's not, we just put it on you. And because that's who they're going to sue. Car accident, they're going to sue you. Business failure, failure they're going to sue you. Um, whatever reason might be that they would file a lawsuit, you're the one that's going to get filed. So we want your name up there in front of them. So when they go to file a lien against you, their, their asset investor investigator that we know they're going to hire, whether it's a government or a tax authority or a, uh, a lawyer, they're going, to, they're going to find out what they can about you. So they're going to, we're filing in the lien so, against you. So we know this, when that, Asset investor comes back, he's going to tell the attorney or the, the CRA guy or the uh, government official, a government attorney. We've got good news and bad news. The good news is these, this guy is worth tons of money. The bad news is there's already a lien for more than he's worth against them by this other entity out here. We don't know who it is. They're not going to know it's you because I'm the one that they're going to be dealing with. That's why I'm on every trust, as, trust one and trust two, as a, as a non-voting trustee. Okay, so um, guys, we've got you protected for one reason, because I followed, I, I learned, I uncovered a uh, tax law, I uncovered covered law that um, that um, let me know how to use this properly. I talked to a lot of people to find out how do you do this situation or that situation, and don't just tell me, back it up with some case law or something. Guess thirty. Can one assign SS to the trust account? Um, Social Security, the trust account. Yes, it can. Um, assignment of income. Mm -hmm. um, is there any tax reporting obligation for the LLC account with the EIN in Canada? Is there any tax reporting obligation for the LLC account with the EIN in Canada? Well, we don't want you doing things with the with the uh, LLC. It says it is not a business entity. It says that right on the on the. Um, um, operating agreement okay if you want to do something where you're going to earn an income it's just a holding account this program is not about taxes it's not about any of that other garbage it's about one thing protecting your assets so the instant we receive your applications everything goes into trust one which immediately creates the LLC and it is holding the assets okay so that you can operate if you, if you need to in a, in a little bit better environment if you, you can get a bank account so if you're, it's holding your washer and dryer, if you're for right now, and that's going to change when we get everything a little bit, when we get everything owned by the trust, and you're renting your 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 property from the trust, okay? Um, so tax, but there there would probably be that would be between you and your tax professional in Canada. If you put existing dollars from other accounts into trust account, is it considered trust income? And to be declared, no, if it's after-tax dollars that you've got in savings accounts or this or that, whatever it might be, um, um, that just goes into the trust account. It, everything you own goes into the trust account. Well, you own those other accounts. You own those brokerage accounts. You own gold, silver, currency, investments. You own all of that. So it just moves into the trust. Okay? Um, how do we get the – and a lot of these questions you'll be able to ask Ed for specifics in Canada uh, right after the first of the year. How do we get the information for the trust number in Canada? Send me an email. You send me an email and we'll send you the three three files. One is the instructions, two is an example form, and three is the form you fill out and, and mail off to the uh, 
Um, uh, who do you mail it off to? Probably just a, the, the the corporation division of your particular province. So that gives you the instructions. And but remember, you've got to send in a um, <clears throat> a copy of your living trust. But if I own nothing since I transferred to trust one, how do I place a lien on myself? You don't. With no assets, you don't place a lien on yourself. Um, trust two places to lean on you, okay? Because nobody knows that you don't own anything, Jeanette, okay? They think you've got all these assets. They've hired an asset investigator. They don't. They think you've owned everything. So that's why they're coming after you. So we're going to let them just dance a little bit around, and then we're going to hit them with a letter that says you own nothing. And not only that, you've got a lien against you, <clears throat> and, uh, and they can't get anything anyway. So it, it's all a... It's it's everything's put in place to stop whatever has to be stopped. Okay. Anyway, okay, guys, we've reached the bewitching hour. My phone has been dinging like crazy, so I know people have been sending me um, emails or texts or whatever. So, anyway, the best thing to send me is an email. I'm telling you all the time. Um, so guys, thanks a million for coming on the call tonight. I hope it was meaningful to you. And I want to, every Monday night, it should become a little clearer and a little clearer what you're doing. Okay. Um, so I want you to, I want you to take the time. You've got a, a free college course every Monday night at, at eight o'clock Eastern and five o'clock Pacific and everything in between. So don't, don't let it just pass you by because this is how you live your life. This is, this is what's going to help you down the road. So with all that, and then make sure you tell your friends, say, Hey, you need what we've got. You need to at least listen to it. Guys, thank you much. God bless each one of you. Have a wonderful week ahead and we're getting close to that Christmas time. And uh, if you want me to send you a list of my, what you can, there's no, there's no cost limit on it. You can, I'm just teasing. Okay, everybody, good night. Have a wonderful week and see you next Monday, same time, same station. And uh, right here at, uh, right here on Monday nights. God bless. Good night. Good night, mom and dad. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.